Welcome to Matt Talk with Jake and Braden. Five, six, seven, eight. All right. Welcome to Matt Talk Podcast. I am here with Braden, and we have some special guests here for you today. Yes, we do. My very good friends, Landon Harvey and Emma Perry from the University of Oklahoma cheerleading team, the best university in the world and also the best in Oklahoma. Shout out yes, to sir. not OSU. Um, <laughs> Whatever. We're going to have a, this is going to be our first interview ever on our podcast and we're super excited. I hope uh, y'all have as much fun as we do. Um, so if y'all want to say hi, you know, what's up everybody. Hello. So we're just going to jump right into it, you know, keep things going. Uh, we'll start with Emma. So Emma, if you could just take the time, tell us where you're from, how you got involved in cheerleading, how long you've been doing it, that kind of stuff. So I was born in Vietnam and was adopted when I was one. And then I lived in Buffalo, New York for a few years and then moved to Norman, uh, Oklahoma. And that's where I stayed and that's where I go to college, obviously. And how I got into cheerleading was that I started gymnastics and I hated it. So I moved to cheer and I've been cheering for five years now. And that's probably the only sport I actually enjoy. <laughs> so you said you have been in Norman, you went to high school in Norman, you cheer in Norman now. What's it like going to college in the same town you grew up in? Um, It's very homey, actually. I really enjoy it. I know where everything is. I don't have to stress about like living situations and like finding new friends because that's really stressful it's just going to especially a new state and like learning new where everything is like new culture and everything so you did uh you know, I mean of course you cheered in college with me you cheered in college with Landon you did you do any other cheer things throughout uh I did cheer all four years of high school and this would be my third year of all-star cheer so I did all-star my eighth grade year and then I quit and then I started last year and now I'm doing it this year. Well, awesome. Awesome. We're going to get really deep into all that later. I promise. Um, Landon, my friend, same thing for you. Where are you from? How'd you get involved in cheerleading? How long you've been cheering all the good stuff? Well, um, I've been in Oklahoma my entire life. Haven't moved anywhere. (laughs) Um, I was born in Oklahoma city. Um, the way I got into cheer was, an ex-girlfriend in high school. Um, It was a bring a friend week and I was a baseball player. I played baseball for 16 years and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go to the cheer gym with her just to mess around. And one of the coaches there got me to learn partner stunt. And I had no idea that was even a thing, throwing a girl in the air and catching her in your hands. Kind of cool. But then I I learned it pretty well on the first day and I didn't really want to cheer because I had a few baseball scholarships but um, I ended up liking cheer a lot more than baseball and became a full-time cheerleader, I guess, and gave up my baseball career. And now I am five years deep into cheer. So let me get this straight. You gave up full rides to college for baseball to be a cheerleader. Yes. Knowing you, very well you that you probably. <laughs> uh, There's two, two little JUCOs in Kansas and then one in Texas. So it's just something about doing something for so long it just it gets tiring after a while and then if you if you start to realize that you might go places but it's not going to be forever i mean same with cheer it's like it's not going to be forever but it's something yeah, new. That's what you 
you learn something, you learn a skill, you add on to it. And then when you add on to it, you can add more and make it harder and just do insane stuff. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's what I learned with cheer too. I had done competitive cheer for 12 years. Like I started in fourth grade. Um, I told Braden before, like that was back before there were numbered divisions. My first team was oh. junior prep intermediate. And then I was on advanced and then that became level five. So, I mean, I'd done it for forever. And by the time I got to college, my body hurt. And, you know, I kind of, like you mentioned, got to that point where there's more to life than cheerleading. There's other things to do. And that's kind of when I left that kind of similar to when you left baseball. Cheer is That's one of the downfalls of our sport and the things that we love to do is that, I mean, we choose to do, we choose to go to cheer. You chose to go to cheer over baseball, knowing well that there's most likely not going to be a lot of scholarship opportunities within the college cheerleading. And there is nothing after college for cheerleading. And I mean, with baseball, with football, with hockey, with literally almost every other sport, there's at least something you can do minor league, major league, professional, anything that you can do to continue it. And then that's something that it sucks for us because whenever you, I mean, we're all passionate about it. We wouldn't be cheering in college and y'all give up a bunch of your time to do it. And, and I mean, you don't, you're not getting a lot back except for the fact that you love the sport. And so it's very difficult. You know, what's so interesting though, is that all the girl cheerleaders have been cheering for so long. I go to college and there are boys that will quit like great football players, great like Landon baseball players and even band players. <laughs> they just come <laughs> to one of our practices and they're like, Oh my gosh, it's cheer. And I can do a toss hands and I have to do more and then they just stick with it. I'm, it's really interesting to see boys, especially going from such a masculine sport to going into cheer and like being okay with it and sticking with it. I think girls really hate the fact that guys come in so late and get decently good so fast. I th- I, it's weird how guys pick up on cheer. It's, it's so interesting. Yeah, there's also the thing of like, I think less is expected of guys in a lot of the tumbling areas. Like a lot of the guys will come in and they'll learn a standing tuck and they're like, okay, that's all I need. Or maybe a standing full and they'll be like, that's all I need to get if they join like in college. Like we have a lot of guys on the OU, on the OU church team that joined first year, second year in college and they learn how to stunt and then they learn bare minimum versus a lot of the girls. It's like, if you don't have a full, it's, it's very difficult. To make, yeah, to make, to even make the team or even go to a tryout. Like you have to have those skills to be able to try. Yeah. I mean, it was weird though, because like y'all are talking about that at OU when I was at Oklahoma state, uh, everyone on the mat had great cheer experience. Like, I mean, it was an NCA school. So, I mean, tumbling is a lot more like it, it's like a priority on the score sheet. Right. Like I was doing full fulls and whip full fulls and all of that. And you know, that's harder to learn. It takes a lot more time, especially mm-hmm. on dead floor. So I think, you know, it's interesting the type of school you go to, but I think definitely cheerleading for the vast majority, like guys just pick it up and it's, yeah. it's crazy. Having, I mean, just coming from like, I mean, Emma even said one of our guys came from band, like with just a, such diverse backgrounds of like, some people are coming from football, Landon came from baseball. I mean, we had a great, guy on our team who got super good at stunning and had a standing tuck and all that. And he played college football. Like they, they're it's, it's funny to see how every little aspect of any sport can be applied to cheerleading. 
I feel like a lot of guys that have cheered, they they played a sport for at least 15 years of their life and then just decided at the last minute, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch over. Yeah, I just got lucky that my sport was directly tied to cheerleading. <laughs> and I always just did cheerleading. So, you know, I, I guess I'm different. But <laughs> oh, Jake built All different. Right. He's built different. That's me. <laughs> All right. So for those of you wondering, yes, Landon and, and Emma are dating. Um, they actually are stunt partners as well. Um, they are on two teams together, one all-star and OU. Um, so we felt the need to ask them a little bit about their dating life. I mean, my wife came from cheerleading. Brayden has also dated cheerleaders. Um, it's thing, it happens, but it's very interesting because as a cheer couple, you spend a lot of time together, but that time is not always alone. You're at practice, you're teammates and you're doing things like that. So, uh, Landon and Emma, what is it like dating and being on two teams together? So, we're both in college, and college takes a lot of time, like studying, and even just the social aspect of like meeting new people. It you just don't have much time to have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, so, being on a team together really helps us have that time together without having it to be like, "Hey, are you free tonight?" Oh, sorry, like I have to study. It's just there for us to have, but it's also, we don't just always, never mind. <laughs> and it drops you and you get upset and then it turns into a fight. Yeah. Pretty much. There's been some interesting falls. Landon, you have to always catch your flyer. Safety first. I, Especially I, when you have to go home and I mean, still talk to that flyer. There was one bad time. I tried my hardest to remember that video. (laughs) Is there a video? All right. There is a video on Instagram. And it's me when we we were learning a hand ski. And I mean, I I took at least a year and a half to learn a hand ski. I don't know what it is about it, but it is the hardest skill I've ever had to learn. And most skills, like I could learn and pick up quick. But we went Purdue up to a hand ski. Her hand did not. Yeah, her hand did not hit my. It just oh my gosh, Emma just showed us the video that it, it's going on Instagram. Oh, that that looks so much worse than okay. <laughs> oh, Emma, are you how, okay? I love how Landon was saying, <laughs> "I don't know why it took me so long to learn a hand ski," as if it was like a simple like <laughs> skill. Yeah, it's like, I just, it just never clicked for me. Yeah, it's like me being like, "I just don't understand why I can't run as fast as Usain Bolt." Like it just <laughs> hasn't clicked. <laughs> Why am I not an Olympic swimmer yet? Like you're just yeah. in water. Exactly. All right, we we've we spent last time trying to explain this. Landon, go ahead and try to explain for those listening what a hand ski is. Oh, so think of a handstand on the ground, but you're doing it. Your hands are in the other person's hands, and you just got to find a good balance point. You know, right there. So your handstand on the guy, the base, and then you just dip with your legs using that technique like we talked about in episode two, or I guess y'all did, and then pop it, catch those feet. Yes, but a hand ski being on one hand to one. Yeah, okay. So the girls, we're doing a handstand with our hands on top of each other on the guy's one arm instead of two. Same technique, using those legs, pop through, catch those hands, feet. Not hands. What a skill. Wow. What a skill. What a skill. Um, I just butchered that. So Landon and Emma are we extremely talented at partner stunt together. 
And do you want to tell us about it into your five years? It's crazy. Yeah. Y'all want to tell us about your, uh, your upcoming future in partner stunt? Hmm. Well, yeah, we are going to try out for partner stunning for UCA and NCA. No telling if it's going to be virtual. More than likely it will. Um, but we also want to try out for Team USA eventually. Um, I, I need to get you, my standing. Buddy. I need to get my standing fullback. Lost that last year when I tore my ACL and MCL. But we we're gonna get it back. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. How has cheerleading? I mean, we've talked about how y'all's relationship is on um, kind of a multi-level thing because you have to differentiate between we're teammates right now and I'm a college student and I need to study right now. Or, you know, we can have some quality time together. Let's watch a movie, thing like that. How has cheerleading like helped or has it hurt your relationship at all? I don't think it's hurt. It it hasn't got to the point where it's hurt it, I don't think. (laughs) Um, But it's just nice being around each other all the time. Like we never have to find that time to be together. We're always together. Like past relationships, it's like, ah, I got practice tonight. And as cheerleaders, practice is not just once a week. I I feel like oh. it's never ending. It is like seven days a week. So it's like you never get to spend time with that person. But we are on two cheer teams together. So we are always together. We never have to find that time. Did you ever have girls get upset with you that weren't cheerleaders? Yes. They were upset with you because you were at cheer practice with other girls? Yes. Um, Other relationships. It's like, I don't know. They they just get jealous that you're around other girls. I mean, it's cheerleading. It's those are my teammates. And some girls don't take that easily. Especially like I know the relationship you build with your teammates. I mean, like you mentioned, you have practice multiple days a week. Like I when I lived in Waco, I drove to Dallas, which is like a two hour drive um, for practice three, four days a week. There were most weekends that were spent there um, and it was long practices. And yeah, like you're with a bunch of other girls and you develop that like relationship. It's not anything yeah. romantic, but it's like you're we're, we're close. We're on a team together. Yeah. I trust you. And I mean, there is that teammate relationship aspect that it seemed to always just get in the way yeah you definitely spend a lot a lot more time with your teammates than your significant other if they're not on the same team as you yeah so um so uh, we've we've been having a, a big trend in our uh, you know tying our episodes into each other and so we're gonna tie our first episode life after cheerleading into this one so what are y'all's plans after you're done cheering after you're done with college and you know all that what's your life plans so I want to get my master's in neuropsychology after my undergrad. Hopefully, I might get my PhD or doctorate, but that's a lot of extra school. So we'll see if I can get a job with a master's. But I want to do that, and I want to do studies on prodigies. That's very interesting. I'm with, like, a bunch of sciencey people. Like, I'm a math teacher, and y'all are all, like... <laughs> doctor scientists opening up cadavers and i'm like well <laughs> we talked about polynomials today so uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what um i'm currently majoring in health and exercise science and i'm hoping that i could find a good school like a chiropractic school or i could i even want to be like a physical therapist or like a personal trainer like somewhere in that region I haven't quite figured that out i think the more i Cheer get coach yeah and that's always a backup plan because <laughs> yeah I, I could teach i could teach cheer well it never fails as a backup plan that's oh, for sure never, never fails. Great. i'm using a backup plan right now so 
All right, so with y'all do all star cheer, right? Y'all are on tribe. What team? Tribe, tribe cheer, voodoo. Voodoo, that was it. Okay, so you're on tribe cheer, voodoo, and you also cheer in college. Which one do you prefer? Like, I know they're very different. One's very competition, one's more sideline and showy. Which one do y'all prefer? I definitely prefer college cheer. I'm just more of a partner stunt cheerleader not much group stunt they tried to let me do this weird thing it's like a front full for a pyramid i'm not very good at them <laughs> in college here i could do like double ups all day it's just a lot it makes sense to me more than comp- or, yeah competitive cheer since i've haven't done that as much as college or like college cheer or high yeah. school cheer let's say i think i think the older you get you lean more towards the collegiate side just because it's like a more laid back, like hit it, move to the next stunt, hit it, go to the next pyramid, hit it. But like at all-star it's, it's game on every second of that routine. You are, you were giving it your all, but I I feel like all-star gets you in a lot more better shape because you do a lot more reps and a lot more practices. I feel like in a, in an all-star gym. Yeah, I could see that. I think also something big, and I know we've all talked about this like offline, but um, the age difference. Like when you're at a college practice, everyone your age or everyone at practice is around your age and they are all college students. So the maturity level is there. You're all in there for one goal. You want to go do something else. Let's get in. Let's do what we need to do and get out. Where when you go to an all-star practice, you might be on an international or a senior team and you're with people from age 12 to 18 or even like unlimited with 26, 27 year olds. Yeah. And you got to be able to trust those young ones. I mean, it, it it's crazy. Cause like our oldest guy is like 25, 26 and our youngest is 13 or 14. And it's just, you got to learn to trust those young ones and those young ones being on a level six team, they got some talent to be on a level six team. Don't get me wrong, but like some of them never been to worlds before. And some of us have been like multiple times and this is. Yeah. There is a maturity level to it for sure. Yeah. The age ranges in cheerleading have always baffled me. All-star cheerleading specifically. It's always insane. Like, like Jake's was saying, being in college and being on a team with people who are on average, like a, a, an average age of 20, maybe 21 and being around people who are mature, who have graduated high school, who, are going to somewhere to further their life and they, they all have a, a planned trajectory versus going to an all-star practice where you can have, like you said, people from 13 or 14 to 26 to 27. I mean, I mean, even in the senior age group, whenever I was, whenever I won worlds, I was 18 years old. My flyer was 12 like that. I mean, I just, it's just crazy to me that the the range could be so big and don't get me wrong. Landon, yeah. you mentioned this earlier, those pe- those girls and those guys who are that age, they can be, talented enough to be on. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about the talent at all. I'm talking about the maturity level and having a group of 22, 23 year olds in a, I mean, practice you, you have, you talk with your friends, you hang out, like it, it's part of it. It's how you get through it. And having that, that community around 13 year olds is a little, I mean, it's like, uh, there's a lot of things that we would talk about or at 20 year olds would talk about that. I don't think would be appropriate to be talked about around yeah. a 13 year old. All right, so y'all mentioned you're on a college team and an all-star team. Currently, what are y'all working towards? Like, I know the competition season this year is weird. Some stuff's virtual. They're having different style in-person competitions. Like, what 
what are y'all working on? What did the football season and like college cheer and everything look like? What's what's going on right now? So for all-star cheer, they are wanting to, to go to cheer sport, which still baffles me that so many teams are still going into like one competition during this time. But we're also working through NCA, so that's virtual, and like other competitions to get a world's bid. And then for college cheer, we're just working on um, our UCA Nationals routine, and then me and Lana personally are working on our partner stunt routine. It blows my mind that college Nationals is in April. It's a, it's just such a weird fit. Like normally we'd be done. Like we started class. We don't have to worry about like practicing so hard right now, but like now we're practicing. We practice what at least once every day for OU all the way up until April. So if we're not prepared by that time, <laughs> yeah, you should see. Our really? Stuff. Oh, wow. Really? Every single day, all the way up. Two hours? Day. Yep. Two hour practices. Really? Are you doing two days on the weekends or is it just once? So eventually it'll be two a days, I believe. Towards so, towards like the the week of when we'll really just go all out. Just to throw some information out there, uh, OU is a UCA college. There's U- NCA and UCA. Jake went to um, uh, the worst university in the world, which is an NCA college. And um, NCA Collegiate Nationals is in Daytona, and it's always in April. And UCA is in Florida, in Orlando at Disney World, and it's usually in January at the end of, or usually at the end of our winter break or the first week of school. And so, as you can imagine, the training is a little different whenever you're going through a semester or whenever you're going at the end of a semester coming out of a break. So, I mean, I've been through it. Emma, you've been through it. Landon, you've been through it. Landon, will you want to just kind of discuss what a normal national season is for us? I say uh, a normal national season, we, uh, what would you say, about a month? I'd say about a a month. About a month and a half before the actual competition, um, kind of around Christmas break, that time, the holidays, we go every single day, pretty much two practices a day for two hours, every practice. And it's like, you learn the routine, you get your stunts and I mean, you hit it. I mean, you get your routine within like two and a half weeks and you're expected to hit it and you go, you get on the plane and you go compete it, but now it's just like a, such a long stretched out. It's just so it's not the same. I think that was a big difference between going UCA. Cause I mean, Landon, you and I both were on an NCA team our, our first year in college and going through that, going to Daytona and having those during the week practices and during the semester practices stretched out 20, 16 to 20 weeks. It's a long period versus yeah. UCA was, yeah. it was, a short Crunch amount of time, time, just yeah, aggressive amount of time. Aggressive crunch time. Yeah, I mean, because we would it, finals would end in the fall, and that Friday, the last day of finals, we would start practice. Like it would be like, okay, everybody's out. We're starting practice, and it went. We got what three or four days for Christmas, and then that was you it. Come back, so, yeah. yeah. You get your plane tickets, and you schedule your other plane ticket to come yeah, right practice, back. Practice New Year's Eve. Practice New Year's. Um, and that and they, that. Cheering basketball games, men's and women's gymnastics throughout the entire thing. It is. But it's, I mean, I think I, I nationals was always my favorite part of the year. Be- oh, not God. only because like we're doing the co-ed stunts, we're doing 
the the things we've drilled, the hardest things we can do as a team and putting them on the mat. It's not only that, but I mean, you spend every minute of your team. all six, we all six or seven of those weeks with your team, literally every minute. And it's the most fun. It's just being around everybody you love and you see every day. It, it's awesome. We would get so close during that time. So close. Yep. Sad. And then you had to go and graduate. Yeah, I had to be a big boy. Come on, Braden. Stop being so smart. Don't tempt me. I'll come back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very interesting to hear because, like, at Oklahoma State, we were NCA and, like, we found out Matt before Christmas break. But, like, when we came back, that whole semester was making a routine and practicing it. So, I mean, we didn't have two a days or anything until spring break. And that was about a month or so out. And so spring break was hell week. It was two a days. And then you went a few weeks later and competed. So, like doing it during the semester while also cheering basketball games. I mean, spring break week, that was always men's Big 12 tournament or women's Big 12 tournament. Like, you have some of your people on that traveling. It definitely was, I guess, a lot less prepared and thought through. Like, you, you had to stretch it out because of everything going on where y'all are saying, like, there's no school, you have nothing to do. Okay, we're practicing and throw it together. Well, Let's go. There was one thing to do because we are the best college in Oklahoma. Um, we actually went to bowl games. That's so anytime that. we like, went to bowl games. If game, we wanted to get physical, we could get into wrestling and it's <laughs> oh. uh, <men's> gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, uh, like we don't Women's have a gymnastics, gymnastics team. That's not fair. gymnastics. We have equestrian. What do y'all have? That horse who flipped over the little bandwagon? <laughs> All right, so we were talking about college and all these hard skills that y'all like to do. Emma said that she could do a double up in her sleep. What are y'all's favorite skills to do? Tumbling or or stunning? Um, well, if anyone knows, I cannot tumble. I have a standing tuck. It's my highest skill. <laughs> <laughs> but for stunning, my favorite stunt is a one-on-one. That is just such a satisfying stunt to me. A hand ski is my hardest stunt, but a one-on-one is so satisfying when you do it and you just, like, hit it. I love it. All right, Landon, to you. Explain a one-to-one. Go. (laughs) Um, Well, if y'all know what an actual rewind is, um, you grab the girl with one arm instead of two. Um, You really use that technique. Get down in your legs. Lift it right above your shoulder and push through the top and catch those feet. So she's doing a backflip to the top, but it's more of like yeah, a layout. How many hands do you catch the feet with? Oh, one. Yeah, it's just one. So one, one hand, hand for the rewind, one hand, one hand for the catch. You, you just go all one arm the entire time. You might as well just cut your left arm off. It's. <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with Emma. That skill is just so visually pleasing. Yes. I, I mean, it's like it just across. steps up to the, it's just like. Yeah. It just rolls up. And for someone who doesn't know anything about cheerleading, I think that they can watch a one-to-one and genuinely be impressed because there's, I mean, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Shaquille O'Neal. If you watch someone throw a per- another person with one hand, do a backflip and catch them with one hand, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But then there's like other people in the world that like spin it to the top with like, we don't or like my favorite skill to watch, and I can't pronounce this word. We've already been over this, but the uh, Diamadov. Diamadov nailed it. Oh, Diamadov. Look, I'm learning. But uh, that's one of my favorites to watch. Like I love a one to one. I totally agree with you. But that is up there because my brain can't fully comprehend it, and I can't fully say the word. 
So it's very, it's a very interesting skill. It takes a lot of, I mean, it's a lot, some skills you can like, if the guy's really good and the girl's not very good, you can do that. Or if the other way, the girl's really good and the guy's not good, you can make it work. But there's skills like, like a one-to-one or a hand ski or a Diamondoff. It's like, you both have to be real good or else it's not going to happen. Yeah. Landon, Emma, it's in your partner's stunt routine. (laughs) Absolutely. It is. Yes. All right. Landon, favorite skill? Mm. Double up for sure. That's at the top. I love, love double ups. Hansky, since I finally learned it and got it and used that great technique. Um, yeah, Hansky, double up, one to one, or a nice toss hands. Toss, now you're speaking oh, on my toss level. Shoulders. <laughs> toss shoulders. What a skill that is. Toss shoulders. Let me just say, we've tried toss chairs at OU before just for fun. It is so hard. It to was believe. in our fight song. At I don't State, know how y'all do that. Our fight song. <laughs> I, every time I was, I was more nervous about that than the extension hands stretch at the end. Like you're like, here we go. All right, toss. Like trying I, to get it up. You just go a little bit to the right or left. They just roll right off. Yep. Or if you miss the ankle at the bottom, she just goes straight down. I, f- I just don't know. I don't get it. Secret time. I'm not exaggerating, and I swear everybody can attest to this. I didn't hit a toss chair until my last semester in college. <laughs> yeah, I so I'm better at you than toss chairs. Oh, absolutely! Like the one thing better than you at. I I don't under. I just never could do it. It didn't make sense. It hurt my wrist, and I oh I just didn't like it. So I just yeah, didn't like it. Real question: Have y'all heard about the University of Florida? And I don't know if this is still a thing. Like. This could yes. have been relieved, but they are ground bound. So all yeah. of their stuff, yes. the highest they can go is a chair. But yeah. they do some Correct crazy, crazy stuff. stuff. I've seen like they, double they up had, the chair. Yeah, they had an incident, didn't they? Something happened. Yeah. It fell from like a pyramid. Yeah, like, a girl got severely injured, and it was like on a basketball court, on the wood, like all of that. Yeah. And they were like, okay, you can't do that stuff anymore. And they were like, okay, can we do a toss chair? They're like, yeah, you can do anything as long as it ends in a chair. So these mad people do front aerial up to front aerial up to chair, front one and a half to chair, one to one to chair, uh, double up to chair. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even straight up. I can't even start from the bottom and pick them up to the chair. No. Like, it's that hard. <laughs> I can't press chair. I just picture right? you doing that. Oh gosh. Uh, it's honestly it's if someone does if someone did a rewind a chair and then someone else did a rewind, I'd be like, sit down, rewind a chair. Are you serious? I was just about to say, what if me and Emma put a toss chair at the end of our partner stunt routine? <laughs> and and drop it. Though. Can you imagine we do a hand ski double up, back handspring double up, all that, and then drop a toss chair. No, y'all go out there and do uh, what is it, seven or eight skills. Go do all seven and end with like a double up that like falls down to chair. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> That'd be interesting. That'd be insane. Okay, so speaking of those competitions, what like thinking ahead and how events have gone, obviously we aren't involved in the medical world or the government or anything, but how do you think these competitions are actually going to go? Like, do you think these college nationals are actually going to happen. Do you think Worlds is actually going to happen? Like, how, how are you feeling about that? It's hard to say. I, I, I think they're going to happen, but I feel like it's just all going to be virtual. All of it. I feel like there's going to be something. 
But here's a good question. Do y'all think the vaccine is actually like gonna work? Got my second round boost. Did you? So you got it? I'm fully vaccinated, baby. Wow. And that's where I'm like, if this vaccine works and we could stop all this and go back to our normal life, oh my gosh, it'd be so amazing. But I, I, I think everything's going to be virtual. And um, even our gym was talking about like for NCA, since we're going to be virtual, renting out a bigger place for us to still travel and make it seem like an actual competition day just to give us that feeling of going somewhere that. other than our gym. That's a great idea because I, I mean, I said it before when Brayden and I talked about majors, like I couldn't imagine being in that full out mentality at my home gym, like the teams that did majors, cheer athletics and uh, Woodlands elite that did them at their home gyms. Like you show up in your uniform, but like we already have show offs. We already have, yeah, we got a little parties. stuff at the gym. So, so if I'm showing up at the gym to do just another full out, it's really hard to get in that like mindset mentality. Yeah. It just feels some like interesting. Shock. Some interesting questions though that have been brought up is like I know some competitions, the virtual um, gyms that compete and the people that actually go are judged separately. Yeah. So Dude. you'll have like two first place teams. I don't know if that's fair or if that's like reasonable. Well, see, I really like I like how the majors did it because it was live. Like that was your shot. It was just like you're on the competition floor. But yeah. the virtual competitions where you just have to submit a video, like no, absolutely not. You know, you're those kids were at practice for two, three hours until going they got full out after full out until they had one that was good enough to the coach's standard to submit. And like I know, being a cheer coach. I'm not submitting a video with you looking raggedy. Like you're, yeah. we're we're gonna do it, and you need to do what you're supposed to do so we can get a good video. We can submit it, and we have the best chance of winning. That's insane. Like even Indiana All Girl, they're going completely virtual. I think Alabama All Girl is going completely virtual, and then for like us, OU, those are our big competitors for our All Girl team. So we're like, do we go in person and just wait? So they're not going to UCA. Well, no, they are, but they are, for but UCA, virtual and in-person are judged differently. So it'll be two first-place winners. Yeah. So OU could win, and then Alabama could win. Why don't they just... Virtual and in-person. Why don't they just have the judges judge virtually so everybody's virtual? Like, even if you're at UCA, I mean, I've been working for a competition company, the Spirit Championships, and that's what they do. They have yeah, they have the judges always are out so that those teams that are going in the arena or in live where you actually have that audience, they're not getting that extra boost. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it, I mean, it's years. Even, weird. Yeah, I mean, thinking about it, like submitting a video doesn't make sense. Like even schedule it with a panel of judges the week of the competition like it doesn't have to be on competition day but like say your team practices wednesday at 7 30 all right wednesday at 8 30 y'all need to be ready to go full out and you have one shot and if they screen record it or whatever that's your routine you're submitting so it's still fair yeah. you know like you there's no way to fit all that in in one day like obviously with virtual and in person but if you kind of it takes a army of people that set it up to where everyone's able to do one live performance then it takes out the whole recording a million full outs till it's perfect aspect two first place two uca champions that's that's that just blows my mind it's weird 
I feel like the virtual one comes with an asterisk almost. Yeah. Yep. Maybe, I mean, depending on who's in who's what, I mean, like Landon is saying, the biggest competitors in the division are all doing different things. So it's like both of them are very like, eh, like it's hard to say. I mean, like, of course, if you win, I would, <laughs> if we won, I'd be like, I'm a champion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we go against UCF and Kentucky and like Alabama. I mean, if they all go, go, go virtual, I mean, I, I don't have no problem with, uh, Going in person. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, it's is now virtual though. Like that's yeah, that's that's, that's crazy. I mean, it's mind blowing. But thinking about that competition, like they use every single hall in that convention center. There's no way that you can get all of those people in and out within the same weekend. Like there's there's so many teams. There's so many people. So Jake and I called it last week, actually. We talked about this. Uh, we recorded on Sunday, and we released on a Wednesday. And then on that Thursday, NCA went virtual. And when we said it, we would. So here's here's my – Heard it here first. You heard it here first. Here's my next prediction. Y'all are talking about cheer sport. I don't believe that it will happen. I Me either. There's no way that they're going to have that many teams allowed to be in a, in a competition. All the competitions I've seen that have been live – have been I mean, like you said, Landon. I mean, can you explain your your you were talking about earlier off 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 live about your experience at the competition this last weekend and how yeah. like went as a whole whole gym? Yeah. So it was like we all showed up for the competition and there were no other competitors there. It was just our gym. So it's like from eight a.m. to eleven, it's tribe cheer. Uh, from they give like a little gap. So like 1130 to say 330, it's twist and shout from four o'clock to 630 is like cheers and more. So it's just like, it's only your gym in that time. So like if anything does spread or anything, it's just your gym, I guess. Great. It's insane. Well, that's another aspect to think about with cheers for it. Like you're saying, having like all that going on, you have to think about people traveling too. like the yeah. big nationals are like NCA cheer sport they're normally like very close or back-to-back weekends i know aca is this weekend but like you can't expect one all those teams to travel because that's a whole other contamination thing or exposure deal but like then you have to get them all to compete and do all that in the same convention center all weekend like i i just can't see how that's possible why don't they just send an nca judge to every gym in the country. You know what? <laughs> and just make it like a three-month process. Show up to CA Sunday. Here we go. Yeah. And just st- make a little stop at every single gym. Road trip. I don't know. It's just a weird year. That it is. And I'm, I don't know. I'm ready for all of this to be over. I'm ready to go back to normal things. I'm ready to go be able to sit down at a restaurant and not feel weird and you know, I'm just ready for normal normalcy. Thank Being you. like 15 feet apart from the next table. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Well, all right, uh, Landon and Emma, thank you so much for joining us. We definitely have to have you back soon. Um, best of luck from me, Braden, and Matt Talk Podcast in the rest of the semester. You know, Oklahoma State isn't competing at UCA, so I will I'll root for you guys all thank day. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate y'all. Um, y'all are the best. Thank you for taking the time out. I really, really appreciate it. Like Jake said, um, for y'all listening, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell your neighbor's dog. 
have a listen. It's going to be enjoyable. We got a lot more stuff coming. We're going to try to do every week, um, have some few more interviews, maybe get back to Landon Emma at some point. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Talk Pod. We will see you next week. 